kicking off season four with a bang. We have shared stories, testimonies, and news of gospel artists, musicians, songwriters, promoters, and announcers. We would like to continue the mission of sharing great news through gospel music and its gold. There will be more shows giving tribute and accolades to pioneers and those who have left legacies of ministry through song. I hope you, the listening audience, enjoy the conversations of my guests and show your support by purchasing their music and or reaching out to them, letting them know they are appreciated. Love is not just a word, but an action. So let's all take part in sharing love to those who are in the ministry of music, spreading the gospel in song. We hope to continue bringing exciting shows and growing our knowledge in gospel music and its gold to the music genre as a whole. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. With me today is Robin Covington, who is a native of Chicago, Illinois, and in her early years, they were filled with music. She treasured moments spent in church and school, developing and cultivating a gift of music to be used for the glory of God. A conversation with her childhood friend, Ricky Dillard, while on the front porch of her parents' home, which led to the organization of the New Generation Chorale, with Robin being the co-founder. And for the past 30 years, she has traveled across the country and abroad, lending her voice as part of the renowned award-winning choir. Robin's second soprano makes an indelible impression, leading songs on various recordings with New G. Power in the Blood, He's My Everything, How He Loves Us, and many more especially the Andre Crouch-inspired remake of Through It All. Robin has embarked on a God-ordained mandate to present her maxi single entitled When With You, produced by Ferris Evans Jr. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Robin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you this afternoon? Yay. It's a wonderful day. It you know, is. It's beautiful outside. It is exciting to hear that you have. A, now, I'm going to ask you to explain to me because I don't know. I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be with the young crowd. What is a maxi single? What is that? So a maxi single, like so a single would be basically one, one song. Most people put out one song. Well, a maxi single, you can go up to like five. Oh, you can do five. Yeah. And so my maxi single has three. Okay. It has three songs on it. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us the title of the other two. The other two is we redid, um, David Blakely wrote How He Loves Us. And so we redid that uh, to give my choir people who love choir music and choir lead singers a song. Um, and then there's the upbeat tempo. And then there is a traditional gospel song he's keeping me mm. and so it's a uh, win with you is my little upbeat tempo one you want to groove to exercise with that kind of thing and then if you just need to have some, the sound of church stuff um that's that how he loves us okay and then, uh, our traditional for our season saints he's keeping me all right all right well i'm a seasons in the well i don't know am i season i don't know we found out a little earlier that we've crossed paths on a number of occasions, which is a great thing. So I am honored to say that I'm seasoned because we came through the same trenches. Like we knew Andre Crouch when he was still walking around, giving us yes. these wonderful melodies and these wonderful songs and Absolutely. these compilations. It is just wonderful. Now, I want you to talk about you being inspired along with Ricky were you the one that pushed him into it or did he? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think he um, definitely was the at the forefront of the of the vision, I call it. 
what we back what we did back in the day was we visited we love singing mm -hmm. um and we would visit concerts and musicals and um we would visit of course uh the tommies you know and fellowship and um cosmopolitan mm -hmm. And whenever ECC had their workshops or had their, well, I, I should say James Chambers and ECC Ecclesiastics, uh, which you were a part of, and we just were in awe um, with the whole choir sound and um, just everything that the music was about. Ricky had been directing since he probably was about four or five years old. Mm. Uh, they literally would put him up in the chair and direct the choir. And um, so that was always in him. And then how I came into play because we grew up around the corner, really around the corner down the street from each other and we were <laughs> church kids. So we all hung out um, mm. together and we had saw um, James Cleveland, Albertina Walker, and it was some, oh, they were at, was it the Airy Crown? Don't start me. I can't go back that far. But <laughs> however, it was a big choir, and it might have been a convention that was going on in Chicago, and James Cleveland was here for it. Can't remember exactly, but the 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 choir sound and how they were directing and so when we got back home um after encountering all of that we were like we could do this mm. we could actually do this and i say and and this is so crazy because i said wouldn't it be something because on the marquee it had uh the names up there mm. and i said wouldn't that be something to see our names up in lights like that Oh my God. And we talked about choir and then we decided, okay, well, who we are, we going to get to sing. And so uh, what we would do is we would go to some of those concerts, those musicals and scout out singers. Mm. I would scout out. I got, uh, uh, let me see from fellowship was uh, Peyton. And then, um, I can't think of everybody. Oh, I just can't think of everybody. Else. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. It, it was a lot. When we started it, it was basically um, a, our my home church had just built a brand new church. Mm. And they said, Robin, what if you and Ricky would put a choir together and do a fundraiser for us? And that was Union Evangelistic Church in Chicago Heights. Reverend James Flint. He just retired too. And so we said, okay, well, we'll get some singers together. We got some musicians together. We got some, some singers together. We didn't have a name at that point. I think we was calling ourselves the YP Willing Workers, somebody. Yeah, I remember um, that. I <laughs> we remember that. that. So, because we didn't have a name yet. And so, um, and we were just pulling people in the churches that are surrounding us. We knew who their best singers were. Hmm. And so we would pull them in and they came together with us and we sounded so good that night. And it was just, everybody was so in a, uh, just amazement because we got together at a, on a dime. It didn't like we had months and months to rehearse. Mm -hmm. We did this on a dime and called in musicians that we knew and, and we did that thing. And so it was so good that we decided, um, let's see where this goes because after the, the concert, the musical and everything was going to be over with. Mm -hmm. And um, Ricky was like, Robin, this feels too good. I said, it does. I said, God is in this. I said, we need to go on and do it. I said, let's go on and do it. Didn't have no name. So we sat in another friend of ours house. And um, because of our style, we had a mixture of Cosmo, Tommy's, the discipline of, of James. I'm going to give you that prop. Because James was so disciplined in how he taught. And I, I don't think anybody's been on that. Well, yeah. But in my era of that, uh, that discipline and perfectionist and, mm -hmm. and really like 
over the top wanted to be right. Um, but so we got a little bit of everything. But Ricky has always been really, really energetic. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'd be running down the halls in school and singing out loud and just all over the place. And they would be putting him, getting ready to put him in detention because he'd be in the hallway loud. And so we were in our gospel, our gospel course. Um, and Miss, Miss Workman and stuff, they worked with him. But then he started directing the high school choir as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just been music. In us, we've just, uh, but we never imagined that mm -hmm. God would do what he's done. Oh, yeah. Oh, never yeah. imagined it. I just said, you know, I think we could travel. And we did in the trenches. We got in there and we worked and laid the foundation. And uh, it has been a journey that I am so grateful, so grateful to God to give me the opportunity uh, to, you know, still be used by him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I really am. Now in this, and because this is, this is more about you than Ricky and new G. Well, that's a good thing. Isn't it? <laughs> in this, when you talk about your skills as a singer, was that something else that was drawn to others that made them want to sing with you? Because sometimes people hear somebody sing, they say, mm, I think, Maybe I can learn something from that person. Do you think that that was a, a draw to bring people closer? I think my, my humbleness and not grand, uh, I'm a people person and I, I, I am a leader and I feel like people don't mind following people who will get in there with them. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I would ask people to come along and join with us or um, sing with me, I never had an issue. People would always be, Robin, whatever you need me to do. Same thing with studio time. You need me to come in the studio with you. I'll come in there. I'll lend my voice. Um, just God has just blessed me to have some great people that have come in my life um, that love God too and mm -hmm. love singing. So it hasn't been difficult uh, for me in that area. Yeah, it is. At all. It's wonderful when people come across a leader that has a destination. That's where I, that's where I was going to, because when you have a destination, you may not see it right then, but the, right. some of the best leaders can kind of cast out what you're visualizing and seeing to become that leader to help bring people along with. Like when you mm -hmm. talked about studio time. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to get into that and talk about leadership. When you talk about studio time, studio is different than live. Oh, and yes. a lot of the choirs sing live, but then most of us who have sang live, you got to go in the studio to clean that up. Talk about mm -hmm. that process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, well, you know, back back in the day, and in the, and I guess still today, when you do that live, it's the energy of the house, and it's the 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 energy that they bring when you're singing to an audience, um, and it's so free. Mm -hmm. And then studio is so disciplined. Um, it's sometimes, sometimes studio, you can lose a little of the anointing mm. because you're so, you're so, because you can hear now, you know, it's right in your face. Mm. You can hear when, when somebody don't went flat, somebody went sharp, it's right there. And so, those retakes of going back in, you know, you got to stack everything. Um, sometimes uh, you can lose a little something. So what I'm, what we usually do, what people are doing now is they'll go in the studio and lay it, that good foundation with them parts are all right and all of that. And then bring that, that live flavor on top of it. Mm. Um, that has just been 
it's 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 amazing. I, I love it. I love I love studio too. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I love them both, but live more than I do. Because they give you energy. They give you energy. They give you something to feed off. When you're in that studio, you got to imagine you're in, uh, in that, in that setting, mm -hmm. um, in order to get that. Um, but it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> That's a, a good that's a good thing to to talk about too with sometimes we have newer singers mm -hmm. and we know they use auto-tune, but some of them say they don't. But they do. Yeah, they do. What would be your advice to somebody to get off of auto-tune and actually tune their vocals to be able it's to do that? Practice, practice, and practice. It just takes practice. And when you get ready to record it, know it inside and out and practice. Mm -hmm. That is that's all I can say. Get up in the morning with it, go to bed at night with it. Um, and get so and, and nowadays, so when, when I was recording back in the day, we didn't have the stuff they have now. Mm. You've got the internet that can teach you how to not go sharp and how to not go flat and how to sing properly. Everything is on YouTube now. It's, I mean, you know, we didn't have that. When you recorded back in the day, that was it. You recorded it. Um, and a lot of times people didn't have money to go in the studio and fix them mm. lead songs. So that's why some of the back, the stuff back in the day, you could hear it. You know, now you can, oh, wait, she hit the wrong note. But, but because the anointing was on it, you didn't, you didn't even worry about the fact that, oh yeah, she went sharp right there. But you know, now you hear somebody sharp, a flat media will eat you alive. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes, I would say get as much vocal coaching as you can. I, I had the pleasure and I say pleasure of Lucretia. Um, mm. with me on sharpness because I would go sharp and uh, she worked with me on that and um, diction uh, how to you know really pronounce it because I am a person who really can't talk well I don't mm. talk well <laughs> uh, I, I'm just you know I'm just I wouldn't say I'm just country because I ain't never been in the country <laughs> but I'm just you know you've been around my my people, mm -hmm. I would say, but country was from the country, so I can talk either way. Uh, but it's comfortable to you know just pronounce words any kind of way, stuff <laughs> like that. And that would drive Lucretia crazy. She's like, "Why you did not pronounce that right?" <laughs> I said, "Okay, I'm gonna say it. you didn't say that right. That's not how you pronounce that." Uh, I did. I don't know what song it was, and she said, "You know you didn't pronounce that word right." At all, <laughs> I can't. I can't remember what it was at this point. But she, I would let her hear the stuff, and I said, "Critique it, don't and tell me what's going on with it." And um, so her, her and her sister, they were. They're just. Uh, she was just a blessing, mm -hmm. and really, truly a loss to our our, our industry. Oh yeah, and the oh, body yeah. of Christ. Now, yes. in talking about that, here's the difference, because you know I take notes while I'm while we're talking. Okay. Uh, when we talk about vocal training and all this stuff that's available online, mm -hmm. here's the big caveat that is being missed. Nobody is critiquing if you're doing it correctly. Exactly. So you, you're out there and you singing and you think you're doing your thing and you really, okay, I did what they said, do I breathed on that note and, uh -huh. this, but you still sound like a cat scratching in a hole. Yeah. Stuff. So with that, you know, I would encourage people to actually, if they want to pursue that, especially in learning how to breathe, because you can, you go flat when you don't yep. breathe correctly. Yep. You, you actually cannot extend a note. I was looking at a video of Daryl Coley where he was singing a song and uh -huh. stood there and watched his watch for how long he was holding that note. Holding note. Yes. 
we know how Daryl sang. Baby. Oh my God. Yes. And absolutely. he stood there, he stood there, held that note. Because when you build up your diaphragm and you build up your lungs, you can do that. Can you do that? And some of some people don't understand that. They they think they're supposed to in the middle of a note, cut it off. Ah, ah. No, that sounds terrible. It does. <laughs> you know? So you it need does. you need to have live vocal coaching. Coaching. Yeah, it's it's fine to watch yeah. the videos. It it is, but uh, I say that for for those who maybe can't afford to have somebody. Because I paid Lucretia; she did mm. not do that for me for free. <laughs> I had to pay. I had to pay her for that uh, a session. So um, I, I just say, you know, if you have somebody that you trust that will tell you, "Baby girl, you still ain't sounding right." Mm -hmm. You have to have people that will tell you when it ain't right so that you can fix it. Or um, maybe you need to find something else to do mm -hmm. other than singing. If, if it just was everybody don't have it, but with auto tune, it will make you appear that you have it. And then that's why a lot of people don't do live stuff at all. Mm -hmm. You can buy their records, but you can't even get, you can't even book them because <laughs> they ain't going to do nothing live. Yeah, or oh, if they so do, they come out there sounding like uh, Sally Cat. Oh, yeah, and then I, <clears throat> I got a cold, uh -huh. you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember those when funny. people would get up there to the microphone and they say, <clears throat> you all have to pray for me. I'm, I got a cold or my That's throat it. is. But here's pray the thing. What they didn't realize is that you don't sing from your throat. You do not. You mess it up when you do. Yeah, I remember being that on tour. Sound. Mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. being on tour and had laryngitis and I sang better with laryngitis you can sing on top of hoarseness oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> absolutely I done, like you said I done done some of my best singing when I was hoarse yeah they mm -hmm. didn't even know I was really you know I knew uh they didn't know too they I started knew. talking to you yeah <laughs> then they know oh, wow what happened you did all that you you messed up your voice with singing, though. No. I was sick before I started. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to keep going. I can't let it hold, let that. But that came from um, growing up at a time when we had chorus in school. Mm -hmm. And we had an excellent teacher who taught us all of that at an early age, like at 14, okay. 14 to 18, to get it. Um, and that's the thing is having a great instructor. Yep. Because sometimes yes. people will have people singing in the wrong key, singing out of their range, and that mm -hmm. will do more damage to you That's than true. anything. So if that you're singing true. out of your range and you think you're, oh, yeah, I, I'm a soprano, but actually you're an alto. Alto, yeah. You know, you can't hit those high notes, baby. <laughs> yeah, and you when you do, you're struggling so, and it sounds so, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I know that's right. <laughs> now, I want to talk to you about some of the songs that you've led. Power in the Blood. He's okay. my everything. Mm -hmm. How he loves us. When you were, I'm going to say, introduced to the song, because we know that choir directors generally say okay i think so and so could could sing that mm -hmm. song or did you have to audition against someone else in the choir to never song? i wish ricky would tell me to audition <laughs> <get some back. laughs> no uh uh no he would hear the writers would send him stuff and uh he would just say this sounds like you mm. uh i can see what we can do with this with you and so that's how I got mine, you know. And uh, nowadays, um, because I come from an era for me that what made what was important to me about the sound for me was that there was some anointing on it. Mm. I, I I really want to make sure that I'm touching someone, and that after ministering to them they leave with something. Okay. So, and nowadays it's all about rifting and running mm. and, um, and that's okay. I ain't mad at nobody that can do it. But what I learned is to be satisfied 
with who I am and what God gave me and the sound that he gave me. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like anybody else's sound. I've been compared to people, but I know my sound. So I ain't trying to do all that. Mm -hmm. For me, it's entertainment. It's, it's, uh, it's tickling to the ears and it's all that. But what I find is a lot of people don't know their placement mm. and they're just running all over the place. And for me, it just don't take all of that. Yeah. Yeah. You lose the message. You lose many, the message. Many times so, when people are doing all those crazy runs and you sitting there like, well, what, what is the song about? And you don't, and you leave not knowing anything, just but in puzzle. the moment. It's cute and it's good. And it's like, oh, Rob, you just hating. I don't hate on anybody. If I wanted to actually take the time to try and learn how, I could do that. Mm -hmm. And I can do it in, in areas, but it's not who I am. Mm -hmm. And I believe that you should be good with what you do. Give it your best let that anointing flow and that Holy spirit come in and let God do the rest. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got to give him something to work with. Now I ain't saying that, but I'm just saying that the industry now versus from when I was singing is so about theatrics and entertainment and how many times you can, it's just too much sometimes. Yeah. And they said, oh, Rob, you just old school. And I said, well, ain't nothing wrong with old school. I'm, I'm, I'm new and old. But what I can do is try to teach you guys. It doesn't take all that to deliver the song because mm -hmm. you don't want to lose the message. So um, I've been with people where they've kind of drawn back and pulled back um, with some of that. Uh, so as, as what you were saying, um, I just believe that if you practice and have somebody, like you said, that will tell you, don't do that. Mm -hmm. That didn't sound right. Or you still need to work on this. Um, and, you know, I'm I blessed to have a Ricky Dillard, who's another perfectionist, like, nope, you need to work on that. This ain't right. Mm -hmm. um, we have good leadership so in that it has helped us become good leaders mm -hmm. because we've taken away from what we've learned from him and given it to our own church choirs and our own ministries uh, to help uh, improve other singers so i'm working now with a group of singers on a praise team and they're not great singers mm. but they have a great heart and they have a love for what they're trying to do to give to God. So I'm just trying to pour into them as much knowledge as I can so they will become better, mm -hmm. um, better singers. Yeah, that is, that's the key is everybody. Now, this is my philosophy. And I, I used to say this all the time. The pastor going, the two places that the pastor's going to throw people that come into church in the choir stand yeah. and in the usher and on the usher board. Absolutely. And, and everybody can't sing. Everybody can't sing. And not saying that that is something negative, but everybody it's can't. Just, it's just what it is. But there it's are just some, not your gift. Right. But mm -hmm. there are some that are trainable. Yes. Learn how to sing and be better yes. through yes. breathing, through uh, enunciation, etc. And yep. I'm going to step back for a second and go back to where you talked about the people nowadays. In every industry, they find that one person that does something the best. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a couple of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was Mariah Carey. Not was she's still around with us? Mm -hmm. But also Minnie Riperton. Yes. In comparing their ranges, uh huh. Minnie Riperton was quite a bit older than Mariah. Mariah, Mariah mm -hmm. had the same range that Minnie was doing. They were trying to compare her, uh, Mariah, to Minnie. And I'm like, wait a minute now. They they actually have different ranges, although they can hit those high octaves. 
but they have a different style in that. And stop comparing people, but they do that all the time in everybody's all the time. industry. Yes, they do. They want and, to compare you to somebody. Mm -hmm. As opposed to saying this person stands out. A person that really stood out to me when they first came out was um, mm, not Angie Stone. Lord have mercy. Um, Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Yes. She came mm -hmm. out with her own style. Although Angie started it first. I believe Angie was the first between her and um, Mary J. Blige. But she came out with her own style and her own flavor. And I keep right. saying, why do they keep trying to put everybody in the box? Even with choirs. Even with choirs. They want choirs to sound the same. Every choir mm -hmm. don't sound the same. Uh, I'll I'll go back to the comparison of, of just the different choirs. Timothy Wright's choir sounded so much different than Walter Hawkins' choir. Mm -hmm. And they both had a beautiful sound. sound. And then we have uh, what's called, we had the Wooten Choir that sang right. similar to what uh, ECC sang. Mm -hmm. But we both had different sounds. New G came in with this new flavor, with mm -hmm. this new sound. And that was another thing that uh, brought attention because the energy was different. And mm -hmm. if the industry could stop trying to compare people and let them do what they do. Correct correctly and Correct. like you said you have a voice you know what your range is and in every group choir soloist they have a range and they should stick with that yeah and feel comfortable so I'm going to ask you to give advice let's say a young lady came to you and said I really like the way you sing and I want to sing like you what mm. would be your advice to her well um that's let me see. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb with this, and I and I hate to have to keep referring back, uh, but it is what it is. If you listen to any of our projects recently, or any of them, <laughs> you're gonna hear that soprano sound. That's my sound. The, all of the, those sopranos can, we can sound, they can sound just like me. Mm -hmm. um, we're in the studio and all of us have my sound. <laughs> <laughs> if, and, and, and I, I wouldn't say I've ever had anybody to say what you just said. I want to sound like you. Um, I've had people to say, I wish I could sing like, sing like you, mm. um, but not sound like you. Okay. I wish I could sing like you. Um, and I would tell that person, do you, do the sound that God has given you. Don't imitate anybody else. Be who you are. Mm-hmm. Take what God has given you, if that is what he has given you, or if it's something that, and you can learn to sing mm -hmm. if you want to do it, but use what you have and don't try to compare yourself to anybody else. Uh, and it took me a long time to accept my sound, believe mm. it or not, because I was different and I couldn't compare myself to anybody and nobody could really compare me to anybody. Now I've heard people say I sound a little bit like Crystal Murr. Okay. From the, but I don't hear that. Um, but like you say, they try to put you in a box. Mm -hmm. And then what other people do is they try to sound like them, you know, so that I'm accepted. Let me make those runs or let me do like the Clark sisters or, you know, let me sing like this person or whatever. Um, and that's not being true sometimes to who you really are. Mm -hmm. What's your sound? Mm -hmm. it, it's okay if you can do all of that, but at the bottom line, you should be able to be unique in who you are and not just trying to imitate someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, and unfortunately, they even do that in families. They always want to compare you to somebody in your family. In your family. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. 
You act just like him or you look just like her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So yeah. in the industry, and I've asked this a long time ago, I asked this question. When you're given a song, of course, we know that you uh, being a, it, it's a brand new song to be recorded. And you're given the song and you digest the song. You know that you're the one putting the stamp on that song. So people are going to repeat every phrase you use, mm -hmm. et cetera, for the most part. For the most part. How do you get that uniqueness on that song? Because we know that the songwriter, they write a song, they have a thought in their mind. You may add a, a lick or you may add a lyric in there or you may mm -hmm. add an accent on there. And they say, that's what I want. So mm -hmm. how do you do that? How do you do? Do you try different versions of it? You know what? I'm kind of like um, when I'm giving the song. First, I hear I kind of say, mm, I can see what I can do with it. And then I'll start, like you say, dissecting it and seeing placement on where I can do a little something there or um, the phrasing, the ad-libbing. Uh, it's basically what I do first is like you said, just, I just kind of see when I first heard through it all, uh, it was a time when we had been through some stuff. Mm. Um, Ricky's mom was sick at that time. She was she was battling with with an illness, and um, I just thought about how many times that I've had to trust him. And so though that song, it wasn't it wasn't hard for me to just go with it. Now I will tell you this: on that song, who gave me some inspiration on "Through It All" was Michelle. From Cosmo. Oh, my goodness. Little Michelle. Mm -hmm. Michelle had a way of holding notes. Um, and when she did thank you, I think it's oh shoot, I can't think of it now. But anyway, when I heard the song, I, I thought of her. Mm. And I thought, mm, all right, okay, okay. Um, so you when you hear it the first time. Pieces of it will come to you where you you say, okay, I can do that there. And yep, this will work right here. And then when you let the, the final product be heard, they'll tweak it. No, you, that wasn't right. Let's <laughs> let's try it this way. Mm -hmm. So I'm always open for, uh, and Ricky's always like, let's try it this way. Um, same thing working with Ferris Evans. Um, you got it, Robin. Let's, let's try it. Let's try. They push you. Mm. Um, because sometimes you can be so comfortable in yourself that you won't push. You'll stay within your comfort zone mm -hmm. without trying to do too much, which is me. I don't try to do too much. I just want to make sure the message is out and the, that God's uh, anointing is on it. Mm -hmm. And so he said, you love to stay in the safety zone. I'm just one of those singers. Uh, I know my range. I've got good range, got good power. Uh, I can deliver a song, but I'll. <laughs> you like to stay in the safety zone. I, I'll stay in the safety zone. I'm like, I done got too old to be trying new tricks now. Nah. It works for me. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Cause we still look, as long as we still <laughs> kicking. I, we I, still, I, you right. You're right. I tell my husband, <laughs> I saw this little clip on uh, it was Saturday Night Live, and this lady said, "I'm 50." It's is Saturday Night Live. I'm sorry, I've been Saturday thinking Night about that's been on my this. Yeah, the comedy yeah. show. Yeah, on Channel Five. Channel okay, okay. So the lady said, "I'm 50, and I can still kick and stretch." <laughs> so I have adopted that phrase that when okay. happened, I can still kick, kick and stretch. And stretch. <laughs> so come on now, kick and I stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I still have so much left to give, honey. I'm, I'm in this for the long haul. Mm -hmm. uh, I ain't tired yet. Yeah, I ain't tired. If, if I would say a lot of my new G people, they, they're out of the, the game because they're like, Rob, we I can't do all that no more. But I can hang with the best of them. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I can inspire them. Come on, y'all. I had them sopranos working over in that section, y'all. For those that you know don't know that. I'm pushing, I'm motivating, I'm mm-hmm. coaching while I'm in that soprano section. Uh let's go. Don't get tired yet. Come on now. You know, come on. Yes. And they look at you and say, I can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> we on it now. We on it now. Somebody I don't care how I could be hurting, my back could be tearing me up. But when it's time to minister, I don't have time for no aches and no pain. Mm-hmm. It's time to minister and God will do the rest. So I say, y'all, come on, we got this. Yeah. Um, so I'm just excited about what's going on. I, I got some stuff and I'm just excited about it. Well, I'm getting ready to ask you, what do you have going on or what you have coming up? Okay, and well, how do people okay. get in contact with you? Okay, I'm going to give you all of that. So um, you remember the song, um, I Really Love the Lord? Yes. I really love the Lord. Mm -hmm. So Ferris Evans just did, uh, we just did a recording of the sound of church. Mm. And so I'm singing, I really love the Lord on that project. And it's actually hit today. I think the ninth, is it the ninth? Yes, it is. It's the ninth. Uh, It's going to be on all of wherever you get your, um media media wherever you get your music from it's gonna be on all of those outlets but it when i tell you the remakes that we did of the sound of church it um it's just good it's really really good we redid um the tommy's old um oh shoot now i can't even think of the song that's something but anyway uh rise up and walk Oh, okay. Percy, that's Percy Gray. Yes, Percy Gray is singing that. Uh, Felicia Coleman Evans is singing uh, "The Name of Jesus." Okay. Uh, Larry Jones is singing "Lord, Do It." Uh, It's just good old choir church music so it's just the sound of church that's the name of the project okay the sound of church and that's ferris evans and i'm singing i really love the lord that's what's coming up right now um yes i'm coming in 2024 2024 i'm back in the studio finishing up the other part of the maxi okay the the next six songs i want to try to get those and I may not do all six at one time because it seems like in our industry now, we just give you one song and let that run, run its course and then give you another one or something. So that'll be coming by June of 2024. I want to have that done. Um, working on some songs. I don't know if you guys remember. Um, uh, he Touched Me and that's a hymn that's going to throw out some Good soprano. Mostly everybody that sings the industry now is mostly altos. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot of soprano songs out there. Mm. So I just want to give those lead singers something to sing. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep music, choir music alive. And that is my desire because that was my vision and my goal. And I love choir music. I love having people behind me. Um, I do a lot of stuff by myself, but ain't nothing like having them voices behind you. Um, so giving sopranos some more songs. We know we used to have soprano songs back in the day a lot, but now just kind of has died out. <laughs> and then they just want the altos to run it. But um, sopranos are still in the house. And I just want to make sure I give some sopranos some choir music to sing so i'm gonna be doing that okay well i'm an alto (laughs) Ah, i see that anyway anyway it's okay (laughs) i'm a true soprano uh through and through uh so i'm I'm gonna ask you i'm gonna ask you now you know while we on air Uh because i'm not gonna cut this part out so when your new project comes out don't forget give me a holler you want to come back on and and talk okay 
Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I will. I will definitely be so glad and grateful and thankful for the opportunity. I but I sure will, my sister. I'll make sure you get it. Okay. I'll make sure you get it. Cool. And uh I'm on Facebook, Robin Covington. I'm on Instagram. Um I haven't did I haven't did no TikTok stuff. I'm <laughs> I ain't did that TikTok stuff yet. I think I did something for my cosmetic line. So right now I'm, I am, I am, I have my own line of lipstick. Uh, okay. I got to do something in my spare time. Uh, so I'm doing that. And uh, <laughs> I'm okay. selling. And it's, it's crazy because I came up with the line is called Covington. Okay. And I'll show you. And all of my shades are named after birds. Oh, my name is Robin, and it was it was just uh, about a week ago. We were in a class, and they were saying, "Do you know what your name means?" Mm. And where where you know, do you know what your name really means? Well, I've always associated Robin with the bird, mm -hmm. but not to a deep degree. But yeah, with the bird. And then when I got to read the spiritual part of the bird and the name Robin, uh, it explains who I am. Mm. Like, wow, this is so amazing how at birth you could be named something and then you develop into it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I could sing until I was like 12. Oh, 12 okay. Didn't come from singing. I was a candy striper. Mm. That's what I did. Did not know I could sing. Okay. Candy striper. And the all the college kids went off to college. And so they made the candy stripers move to the choir to the choir because you like you said them preachers got to have a choir mm -hmm. and so they're like oh Robin you got to go to the choir I started out in the alto section okay saying alto for the longest and then uh the director Walter White said wait a minute why you keep going up <laughs> <laughs> I said because it's too low and it doesn't feel comfortable for me mm. to sing down there to the soprano section and I've been singing soprano ever since all right see there <laughs> yep. So you never know what you what what you got or what God's gonna do with you. Yeah. But um well, I want to thank my guest Robin Covington for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoy this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this podcast segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. You may listen on Spotify or any other podcast platform, and you can like or share the episode. If you subscribe, you'll be notified when the next episode is published. Listen on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold radio show, which airs on WMRMDB internet radio station heard anywhere in the world. I am your host, Ansonia, saying let's talk, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. Every day that I rise, you already right by my side. When I'm with you, Lord, there is so much I adore. I never would have
I have been afforded the opportunity to become a co-author on If We Can Do It, You Can Too. To order your copy of the book for a $10 love offering, I will include free shipping. Please contact me at letstalktogmg at gmail.com. That's Let's Talk, the number two, gmg at gmail.com. Thank you. This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about for your church. How to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan.